All right, hello and welcome to the Post to Post podcast, episode 95. I am Jason, that is Neil. Hello. This is the first podcast of the new year, 2020. Oh yeah, I forgot we changed years. Yep. Uh, Neil has decided that I have to open this up from now on. That's right, you're the host. So I, I was content with just making notes, but now apparently I have to open as well. So um, there's a couple of little things I'll say before we get into this podcast. So um, last week, was it last week or... Last week we decided we were going to start making some new motion graphics for... The YouTube thing. Oh, yeah. It's technically called Lower Thirds. Yeah, Lower Thirds. We added some discussions on which direction we wanted to go and whether we wanted to include social media and how we wanted to look and the colors and everything. So neither one of us know how to make Lower Thirds. Yeah, especially me. So I was like, all right, I'm going to try to figure this out. (laughs) So brand new program, never used before. Hours and hours and hours and hours. Okay, I kind of understand a little bit. So yesterday around 2.30 or 3, I think you came over? Yeah, I think it was around there. And we started watching... Junior game, I think, right? Yes, it was and the Canada versus. While the junior game was going on up in my office, we were on the computer as well, and we were trying to imagine how we would make them look. Yeah. So I think at, so let's say we started that at three. So I think at seven ten this morning I stopped. That's ridiculous. Because I went <laughs> like home I, at like nine. I got up to use the bathroom. I got up to eat, but it's just like the old bot days. It's just I was committed, and I just couldn't stop. But I don't understand that because by the time that I left around nine nine thirty. We were pretty much done. Yeah, but we, then... We just had to do the colors, I think. Yeah, I was tweaking things a little bit, and then I decided to work on the other lower thirds that you scribbled down on oh, the, piece that of, thing? the piece of paper, oh. the, how it pops down. So I was like, I wonder if I could do that. And then I started working on that. So I was watching a lot of Netflix and doing that, and at 7 o'clock in the morning, I was Dang. like, oh my God, I got to go to bed. No, so, no, the sun was probably up by that point. Um, it was not quite out yet, but the neighbors were like getting in their cars and stuff, and I was like, okay, this is a uh, time to be enough of that. So... <clears throat> Um, I don't know if they're ready, ready yet. I'm still not completely happy with them. Um, so I'm going to tweak away with there. So I don't know how this is going to look because apparently I'm editing this this podcast for the okay. first time. So it's not going to be how I want it yet, but we're running late on time because we've actually, this is already, I don't even know what time it is. It's six o'clock our time when we're filming this. So we wanted to do this podcast after the World Junior Game because obviously that's something big we can talk about. I think it's probably going to take the majority of the conversation on this specific podcast. So um, this one is probably going to be a little shorter than normal just because I have literally spent so much time this week trying to learn that program and it just, I was zoned. So At least you have to edit the better probably. For yeah, for anyone, <laughs> for anyone that's like on our Discord, they know like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours on the bot. And like when I get going on the bot, like it's like weeks at a time where that's literally all I do. I go to work, come home, code, yeah. and I got burned out on that and I haven't touched it since like oh, we met in PEI. June. Yeah, whenever that trip in PEI was. June last year. I haven't touched it since I've been back. And then this is starting to, I was like, okay, I need to kind of <laughs> yeah. chill out a little bit, so... <clears throat> So in terms of the new year, we want to have our set finished. Like we have a couple of jerseys back here, but we still want to hang our shelves. We still want to do that. I want to get proper graphics and stuff for YouTube. And it's a process. It'll take. It's time. unfortunate that the audio version. There's nothing really we can do for the audio versions to try to improve that. Like we. Well, that was the first thing we did was buy yes. the mics to try and improve. Which that is situation. the most important thing to do, I think. Yeah. So audio or video, I've always felt that way. Uh, maybe there'll be something for the audio guys coming up. And that was a little, little nugget. <laughs> So anyway, let's start this off with the World Juniors. So we didn't watch them together. We watched yesterday's games together. We didn't watch today's games together. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about yesterday's game okay. first, I guess. Um, I mean, it's I, both surprised. I think you predicted 4-1 Finland. I predicted 4-2 Finland. Yep. I am still shocked that Canada won that game because Finland, if you did look you, at the past previous six years, they've won three of the... They didn't show up. There's there nothing. 
it was unbelievable. I could not believe it. It was it was mind blowing. And Canada really showed up. So it was you have two completely ends of the spectrum for that games, and it showed. Like, we have a friend in in Finland. His name is Mika. <coughs> he's been on the channel. He stopped watching. After, After the, the first period. Yeah. And he's a huge hockey fan. Yeah. He's very proud of his country. Like, he loves the Finnish team. And he couldn't hack it. If that was, if it was reverse situation, would you have oh, 100%. Watching? Yeah, I probably would have Like, too. this is over. Why am I going to torture myself? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we were pretty pumped out for that game. Moving into today, to today, the Sweden-Finland game. I mean, those countries have had a rivalry forever. Mm -hmm. And I believe it's the first time they've met, maybe ever or in a long time, in a bronze medal game. Uh, it was pretty good. It was a close game, but weird goals, especially that. The final goal was, was brutal. It's a shame when it kind of ends like that. This like, mm -hmm. kind of a fluky goal or whatever. But I know there were there were people that we were talking to that are in Finland. They weren't happy with how the coach managed that game. Yes, didn't adjust. Yes, um, said that just out coached didn't wasn't coaching to win or I I don't know. They just weren't happy. Mm. But I mean, that's understandable. I mean, you won the whole thing last year, and you don't even get a medal this year. It's all about expectations, for sure. Um, um, if we jump back a couple games before that, um, what do you think about the Americans losing one nothing and being not even having a sniff at this thing when every analyst was predicting that the United States was going to win the whole thing? Ah, uh, yeah, they really looked like they're. That's a strong. The team. The Americans had a great team. So, uh, but I mean, was it last year or the year before that Canada was projected to be in the gold medal game? And I think. Ended up like seventh or something, six oh, or seven yeah. total. Or I whatever. don't remember. Yeah, but. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> it, it happens. It, it's unfortunate. You can't predict. You can't predict these things, and uh, there's lots of things in the gold medal game that just happened that were unpredictable as well. Mm. I mean, we'll get into it, I guess. But yeah, like, it's wild. Like if I was making predictions on Finland, I'd be over two because I thought, I thought for sure, they beat Canada. And I thought for sure they would have won the Sweden game. Yeah. And they were up 2-1 at the end of the first period. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it wasn't looking horrible. And then, but man, that 3-2 goal, I even messaged you. So it was... Yeah, he did. It was Linus Oberg. He is, he's in the back corner, like behind the net. Well, not behind the net, but, but in the, I guess it'd be the trapezoid area if, that, if they had that. If they had that, yeah, the corner. So he's in the back corner. And I think if he would have slid his skate back another like 10 centimeters, it would have touched the boards. That's yep. how deep into the corner he was. And all he did was just throw it out front and went in, and that ends up being the game-winning goal. That ends up being the goal that eliminates Finland. That's brutal. Which is unbelievable because technically you're not really supposed to just randomly throw the puck out in front of that unless you, you, know, yeah. you see someone there or whatever. He just did it because mm -hmm. uh, maybe out of desperation. But it's unbelievable that, that that was the goal that won the game. So but. this time last year, huge two-day party in Finland. Yeah. <laughs> One year not even making a medal. It's yeah. crazy, but we know how they feel because as Canadians, we've we've been through this. So, but it's nice because it shows you that the tournament is competitive up until a certain amount of teams. Like obviously, those lower ranked teams are just going to be a revolving door of teams keep switching. Yeah, we're not going to see Kazakhstan <laughs> no. in a medal game probably, and I believe they've been relegated next year. Yeah, I think Germany's up next year, and I can't remember who else they I said was it. Austria maybe moves up, moves up, and it's in Canada next year. It's in Edmonton and, and Red, Red Deer. Deer. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so then that brings us to the gold medal game, which is the game we watched today. Um, all I'll say about the first period is holy penalties, Batman. Uh, I, there's so many things that happen in the game, I honestly don't know where to begin. But I think just a blanket statement. Too many penalties on both sides and too many ridiculous penalties. I, I don't blame Russia. I don't blame Canada. I don't blame... I don't even know if I blame the refs. 
I blame the rules. I think this shows the difference in style between I just, the NHL and the international hockey because the rules are kind of the same, but it seems like the gray area in the NHL is more prevalent yeah. where we're not going to call that. We're not going to call that. We're not going to call that. And every now and then, you know, we get the, why are you, why'd you call that when this happened? You didn't yes. get it. But it seems like in this game, every little thing you do wrong, you're getting nailed and even on. things you don't necessarily do wrong. It's like, oh, like when he lifted the stick yeah and it like hold your stick tighter yeah like that shouldn't be a penalty and then the same thing happened to uh the russians did it to canada in the third period yeah the that should game. not have been a penalty in my it, opinion it's the same in the second period yeah canada's captain uh hayden um he got a penalty for holding when the guy <laughs> was wrapped around his midsection yeah it's like if you're holding a guy with your stomach by definition that means he has to have his arm around you exactly so i mean if you're gonna give him a penalty Throw them both in. Exactly. It's, it's, I mean, that was not a penalty in my opinion. There was a trip by Canada in the uh, Russian end. Canada should have gotten a penalty. I can't remember if this was late in the second or early in the third. I couldn't believe it wasn't a penalty. And then about 17 seconds after that, uh, a Russian player held a Canadian player in the Canadian end. And I couldn't believe that that wasn't a penalty. Yeah. It's like, for the most part, they were consistent based on the rules, but there were some times mm-hmm. and it's like, well, why wasn't that a penalty? Like, and how is this a penalty? How is this not a penalty? It's very frustrating. Um, I wish that the, these two teams or these two countries could play again without as strict rules. Like, too many special teams, too many power plays, too many penalty kills. Like, just let them play five on five for 60 minutes. Yeah. Like and the, it, the, the penalties that they were taking weren't that egregious. Just let them play. And it's bad for Canada because, like, their best player, that Lafreniere guy, he doesn't penalty kill. He's not on the ice. He penalty so kill. I mean, for the almost the whole first period, you had four. You had four penalties in 17 minutes of the first period. So that's that's time that that guy's not playing. He's just sitting there waiting. Yeah, I can't remember the percentage that they TSN said. I think they said like 28 or 29 percent Canada was on the penalty kill, like of the game. Really, they spent 28 percent of it on the. And going into kill. this game, Russia had seven power play goals in their last three games going into it. So I mean. That should have been in the notes before the game. Like, hey, these guys yeah. are kind of dangerous on the power play. Hey, let's go out and get four penalties in the first exactly. period. Exactly. And just, just hang on. Uh, up until, uh, like I will say this about Russia, up until the last half of the third period, they defended so well. Um, they mm-hmm. they stopped basically every attempt that Canada had coming into the zone. They kept them to the outside. Uh, they blocked a lot of passes and a lot of shots. I just thought Russia did a tremendous do- job in the majority of this game defending. And that's not really something that we typically say about Russia because they're mm-hmm. more of a, an offensive team, and they play good offensively too. Like, man, they've got some talented guys in their team. And it's I, I, I honestly thought for the majority of the game, Russia was the better team, and I'm, I'm a bit shocked that Canada won. Mm-hmm. And obviously there's some bad luck. I know you have a lot of notes here. We'll get into the end of the game. Yeah. I'm not sure which direction or which <laughs> how you want to go talking about everything well, we, on here. Well, we but. may as well just – yeah, there's a lot here. I just kind of have the game notes as it was going on somewhere <laughs> down, so – the first game, the first goal, Russia took a one nothing lead midway through the second. Um, it was tipped in. He he kind of had his stick waist high, and he tipped it down, yeah. and it went in the net. And I was like, okay, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, thought it was a good goal. This play was under review for like six minutes. Yeah, it wasn't that. And close. even you had Ray Ferraro on TSN saying like, no offense, but this is a good goal. Like, why yeah. are you why are you taking this long to look at this? Yeah, with like, all, he said with all due respect or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like. like it was clear. Yeah. Like, I don't know why they had to have so many different angles and looks. And anyway, so. I guess it's a gold, I mean, gold medal game. They want to get it right, I guess. But still, I mean, but it, I thought it was pretty obvious that I was I think after goal. two or three angles, it's like, 
Yeah. You'd have to have, like, he wasn't up here. He was just holding at his waist. Yeah. Like, it was totally a good goal. And I was just, it was, a, it was a really nice tip. I didn't like that it was, that took a long, uh, so long. So, um, a minute after they score, <clears throat> Russia takes two penalties, puts Canada on a five on three yeah. power play. <laughs> the same like, guy, I think, got both shooting penalties. yourself in the foot. Yeah. So, <laughs> Canada crazy. scores, ties the game up. Um, later in the game, it's three to one. So, after Russia scores their, their, um, their third goal, um, Canada closes the gap three to two, and this was a weird goal because oh, it was on it was on Connor McMichael. So the the puck comes in, and at first it looks like it goes off his his skate and goes in the net. And in IHF rules, you can't even redirect with your skate. Not even like like you can't in, in the NHL. You you're not allowed to like kick a puck in, but you are allowed to turn your skate so that it angles it in. Oh, in okay, IHF, in IHF, you're not yes. allowed to do that. Right. So that play went to review to see whether he did that or not. Mm. And the first look I got out of it looked like it kind of did. But then there was that angle where they kind of followed the puck shooter and it went off both of his skates both, and yeah. then in. And I'm just like, there is no way this goal gets called back. <laughs> exactly. Like you are the man if you can just like aim both of your skates on the fly and put it in. And, and, it, and it was impossible. a good goal. Yeah. Like up until that point, I wasn't sure if it was going to get called back or not. And then Same. as soon as I seen that angle, I said, no, that's a good goal. Yeah. So um, then the captain, Barrett Hayton, ties the game up at three. Yep. Um, and then later in the game, Akil Thomas, who gets his first goal of the whole tournament. That's amazing. Scores the goal, 4-3, ends up being the game-winning goal for Canada. Huge moment. This is only his second point in the game. He's yeah. barely played. Which is great because he, he had some uh, really, really good shot blocks earlier in the game and in this tournament in general. So it was cool to see him mm-hmm. contribute offensively, not just defensively. And this is the part... Of the game that we're going to get into a little bit of controversy. Yeah. Controversy. There's two main things I want to talk about. Okay. So number one, <clears throat> um, Canada's down 4-3. Russians are putting the pressure on. And uh, do I have his name down here? I don't. So You said Canada was down 4-3. Oh, sorry. Russia was down 4 So the Canadian defenseman shoots the puck over the boards. Right. Unfortunately, it hits TSN's camera at center ice. Right. That is technically behind the glass. But, on it's, purpose. but it's still right there at the line, right? <clears throat> so they're not allowed to review that play. But whether the <laughs> whether the camera was there or not, it was going over the boards. Clearly. Should have been a penalty. Yes. So then the TSN guys on the broadcast say that they can't review that play. They just have to go with it and determine. They have to make a judgment call whether that puck is in play or not, or the camera. Which I don't understand because the linesman... There's video of the linesman calling that a penalty. He goes like this, two minutes. So clearly the, the, the stripes, the, the, the main refs, <coughs> overruled the linesman. The call on the ice was a penalty, and then the, it was overruled by the referees. Yeah. Which is... So a huge turning point. Very unfortunate. Like this this would have been massive yeah. for Russia. That might change the position of, can, of cameras in future tor- tournaments. Which is a ridiculous thing. It shouldn't but though, because the shouldn't. ref the ref should know if it hits something outside of the glass, that's not in play anymore. Exactly. The puck is over the glass. Like if the camera is behind the glass and it hits the camera, Logic. obviously it went over the glass. Logic dictates that it was outside. So, so I don't yes. know if the puck hit the camera and then went back onto the ice, and that's why they reviewed it not. Oh, well, maybe I don't know. I didn't see where the puck went. No, I didn't either. And that's that's the only logical thing i can think of for why they may have thought well the puck's back in the thing yeah. <laughs> or back in the ice so i don't know it was like i messaged you right away i said that's a penalty like yeah. i'm sorry like i'm six you know, on, obviously, it six on three at that yeah point. like obviously we're canadians 
Yeah. We want Canada to win, but that should have been a penalty. That should have been a penalty. So then, and that's a huge miss. Like six on three. Can you imagine Russia with six on three trying to score? All they need is one goal. That's right. And obviously the Russian coach was pissed. Yeah. And one of the things that I think I don't know if it was Ray or Gord said on the broadcast. They said if 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 your coach starts losing it and you have a bunch of teenagers in, in front of you, they're going to lose it too. Yes. Which exactly. makes sense. It's a very passionate game, right? Yeah. So the Russian coach obviously not happy with that call. Maybe the player's not happy with that call. They're getting a little mad. Mm. That leads to a couple really stupid penalties, which basically give Canada the guaranteed win. Like super stupid penalties. Like, like the not knocking your knocking a stick out of a guy's hand when he doesn't even have the puck. He's just standing there, sends the stick flying, and then another guy getting an unsportsman, like I believe, right, for getting mad and slamming a stick on the ice. Well, no, that actually wasn't it. He he broke his stick, and when you break your stick, you're supposed to drop it. And he carried half of it back to the bench, and then he threw it uh, against the ice. It was so stupid. He was the captain too. Like, not a good penalty to take care of. Lead by example. Um, so, not smart. Basically, Canada ends the game <clears throat> with a five on three power play. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it was over as soon as that second penalty was yeah, happened. Pretty so, much. Um, the turning point, I see, I'm kind of conflicted with this. The puck over the boards camera thing. Yeah. Russians are going to be pissed about that call. As they should be. Yeah. As they should be. Like, that opens up a huge game of what if. Yeah. But with everything said, maybe Russia should have tied it 4-4. You had a 3-1 lead in the third period, and you blew blew a two-goal lead. When the game was 3-1, I actually thought Canada wasn't coming back. Yes. Because Russia was playing very good. I, I was actually, I wasn't cheering against Canada, but I was like, Russia's playing better. Like, I'm not going to be upset if Canada loses. They don't deserve to win. Russia's playing really well. And then I seen their goalie take a ridiculous flop. Okay. And I'm like, <laughs> I messaged you about nope, that. Nope. Canada's got to win okay. now. <laughs> the goalie, I messaged you about this. The goalie really irked me. Okay. So it's bad. There was a play where he tried to draw an interference. Was the interference call first or was that, there was two, I can't remember what happened first. One was an interference play where um, his own player bumped him. And he fell to the ice and like threw his helmet off yes. and was like, oh, you interfered with. But it was only other Russian players around him. And it barely even hit. Like, it, yeah. His own player barely hit him. And there was, I can't remember what the other play was too. And he did something and I messaged you on the second one. I said, okay, this guy's a scrub. Like, come on, <laughs> you can't be doing this. Like, yeah, that's crazy. I'm surprised to- he didn't get an embellish- embellishment penalty. Yeah. Because I take that pretty seriously in the IIHF as well. But yeah, uh, there was that. And what else did I want to talk about? There's one more thing. Oh. Uh, at the end of the game, the amount of respect that the Russian players had towards the Canadian players, I thought was fantastic. Mm-hmm. After they got their medals, they went over, and it wasn't just you know like loser handshakes. It was a lot of like camaraderie and mm-hmm. uh, like really appreciative. Of, a lot of these players are all going to be in the league in the yes, future together. And I noticed that when uh, Canada's captain, his name. Barrett Hayden, Barrett Hayden. Uh, and the Russian player when they got the first initial picture taken of whatever Hayden went over and it's like like not congratulations I was like congratulations but you know like good game whatever he went right over and, and talked to him before he skated back I thought that was really good because this is the player who didn't take his helmet off yes. during the Russian anthem during Canada's loss to Russia earlier in the tournament so um, I think a lot of people have forgiven him and that's kind of what we said in the podcast like he did something really stupid and disrespectful by not taking off his helmet but He's a kid. Let's forgive him. Let's move mm-hmm. on. And that's what I did. I hope that's what most people did. Same with Lee Anderson. He was stupid. He threw his medal in the in the yeah in the fan in the uh, stands. Forgave him. Move on. So 
He redeemed himself today. He came back. He was injured. And uh, oh, everyone said they were surprised to see him in the game. Yeah, like he, he had a he had a he had a sling on. Yeah, did you see him in the warm in the warmups? No, he was barely taking any shots in the shots he yeah. was taking he wasn't raising his arm like high. he wasn't doing face-offs he was trying <clears throat> he, you could tell he was like avoiding contact and stuff but he he was he was noticeable out there he had a good game he did have i mean a he tied game. the game three three <laughs> so i mean i was kind of hating on him a little bit when he was when he didn't yeah. take his helmet off but oh, well forgive him i'm okay with him now yeah he's yeah. just a kid all right well so that's the juniors for this year i guess so canada won which is awesome yep very awesome happy for as us. a canadian but i don't like the way that they won it's mm-hmm. frustrating I don't um, like games that don't end fairly, and yes. that that missed call or blown call, <clears throat> like just based on how the rest of this game went, Russia could have easily scored. Oh, absolutely! If I'm gonna, as a Canadian, and I if my country is gonna beat a power, a hockey power like mm-hmm. Russia, some of the best players in the entire world, mm-hmm. I want to do it on a fair level. Yeah, I don't fair... want some crappy call. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, um, wins a win, I guess. Yeah. All right, so. We can end with the World Juniors. I think that's okay. good with that. Um, I want to get into John Tortorella because John Tortorella was probably the biggest news of the week. He threw a fit, and he it threw, was pro. He threw a fit, it was pro, and it was right. It was it was major right. Now, minus the amount of GDs he used in his phrasing, could have toned that down a little bit. <laughs> but other than that, and he was like slamming the desk like yeah, he was. blah, blah, and 100% he was right. How do you find someone for being right? I wish because we could play the clip. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, you need to look it up. It's super easy to find. Just Google Tortorella's rant. Um, so let's get into what he was mad about. He did get fined, right? He did get fined. Yeah. $20,000. That's ridiculous. Um, people started a GoFundMe, and it's actually raised over $10,000 for him so far. <laughs> they're going to donate it to his charity. That's amazing. Yeah. But so there's actually a lot of ref incidents lately, and we'll get into that in a second. But So let's just recap the, why John Tortorella was pissed. Yeah. So Columbus was playing Chicago. Their game went to overtime. And with 19.2 <coughs> seconds left in overtime, um, the whistle gets blown down, but the clock keeps running. And it actually goes down to like 18.7 or 8, stops for like a couple frames, and then keeps ticking down again, and then stops at 18.1. Yeah. So 1.1 one one <laughs> seconds off the clock. Tortorella asks to have the time put back on. They don't. NHL room in Toronto doesn't put it back on. So whatever. Anyway, um, Wierenski actually scores... <laughs> With 0.2 seconds over the time limit. Yeah, yeah. So the clock goes down to zero, and then 0.2 seconds later, it crosses the line. <laughs> so if those 1.1 seconds would have been there, they would have won the game. Correct. So understandably, a reason to get mad, but there's more. So they go into a shootout, and Jonathan Taze is going to take his shot, and their goalie goes down and gets hurt. Corpusalo. Uh, yeah. So they end up losing the shootout. So they end up... Technically winning the game if the if the time would have been right. Right. They end up losing the game and losing their goalie. Yeah, losing their starting goaltender. <laughs> All because they wouldn't put one point one seconds back on the clock. Amazing. Because they just they want to get the game over with. So Tortorella goes up and he basically calls calls everyone out like I I, I could have wrote down his quote but it's so long he basically says we live in with all this technology we're bringing in to make sure things are right yeah he said it's a joke he kept saying GD this GD that he said it's a disgrace <laughs> and then he's just like I'm not answering any GD questions and walks off <laughs> yeah. and it was awesome it was pro there was nobody online that was saying he was out of line yeah he was saying what needed to be said and then he gets fined so he, yeah and then he gets fined twenty thousand dollars like so 
I want to talk about the ref in that game. It was Dan O'Halloran. Yes. So Dan O'Halloran was the guy who refed the Vegas playoff game. When, right. When Pavelski got hurt. Right. Dan O'Halloran is the reason that Vegas did not go on. That's correct. Dan O'Halloran was also refing a Winnipeg game. I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before that was horribly officiated. Yes, it was. So Paul Maurice, after the game, they, they, they asked him if he had any comments about the game. And he just said, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to get fined. He said, I'm not giving them any of my money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is basically, the refing was horrible, but I'm not going to say anything. So that was like, I don't know what the word for it is, but it was like, it's like I'm going to throw in a jab, even though it's technically yeah. not a jab, so I can't get fined. It but was, it was very clear that he was not happy, and rightfully so. Incredibly smart way to do to have that interview and say so, exactly what he wanted to say So without saying it. Do you think more coaches should go out? Like, obviously... Tortorella's players are going to like him coming out and saying that. But do you think more coaches should come out and complain against the refs so that this is a weird way to look at it, but there's enough complaints against maybe a certain ref that the NHL actually has to address it. Like the refs have a union. Like I understand that. So they are kind of protected. But we don't get to hear anything. It's so silent. You hear nothing out of the refs. So if you have this guy who is supposedly one of your marquee refs. That's a pretty popular name in the world of refereeing. Yeah, and like when he when he goofed up against Vegas, he wasn't allowed to move on. Like yes, that was exactly. the end of his playoffs. So I mean, there has to be a point when you sit a guy down and say, "Listen, the performance is not there." Yeah. And I mean, every every game the refs have like a refing boss who's in charge of like rating them and saying how they did and everything. Like shouldn't there be a point where you have to address refs that aren't refing very well. Absolutely. It's the same as any other job. If I wasn't performing right, I'd yeah. probably get sat down and spoken to as well. But instead of addressing the issue, I mean, I mean, maybe they are. We don't, like I said, it's so silent, you never hear anything. But instead of addressing the issue, they're just kind of making the coaches say, you know, you can't say anything or else we're going to fine you. Yeah, which is, if they say something that's wrong and they're just out of line, Sure, fine them, whatever. Like, I can see Tortorella getting fined for the language he used. Because, sure. I mean, you go into a public thing, you have live cameras sending that broadcast out, and everything's like, every third thing is a GD. And, like, at one point, he was going to say that he was going to drop an F bomb. He's like, these friggin' refs. Like, you knew he was going <laughs> to drop the F bomb, but, like, last second, he realized where he was. So, I could see them finding him for that because, I mean, you can't do that on a live feed that's going out right worldwide even though they have a 10 second $20,000 is, $20, is a lot that's a heavy and fine clearly he's not the only coach thinking this way with the refing i don't understand what's the big what's the big deal if they call it out and he's if he says something that's right how can the nhl reprimand him for that like, and and bill daly came up with a statement about why the time wasn't added and i can't remember what it was quote for quote but it was the most ridiculous reason yeah. ever like it was totally a protection of the refs oh absolutely yeah, so if Columbus misses the playoffs by one point, oh, so oh, the backlash, my which won't do anything. My question to you is, why are the refs so protected? Like, if if anyone can say anything about anyone, like you can judge a player's performance, you can judge a coach's performance, you mm. can judge management's performance. Why is it not okay to talk about the performance of refs publicly? I'm not sure. Like. It's not a big deal if a ref has a bad game. Like in baseball, they do it. Like an umpire that blows a bad call. Like there's been calls where people have had perfect games, yes. and an umpire has 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 screwed it up for him. He'll come out after the game. He'll be crying to the microphone and say, "That was on me. I made the wrong call." You don't hear a peep from when, NHL. When's refs. the last time you saw a referee get interviewed? Never, ever. Like 
the last one I seen was like from the eighties and it was like an old school clip where people were trying to barge into the ref room yeah. to like beat them up <laughs> because of how unhappy they were with the calls. Like you just don't see it. I think it's just because they want refereeing and linesmen to be invisible. Just like you shouldn't have to think about them being on the ice. You should have to think about them in general. So but, when, but when there's enough issues being caused by them, you just put them under the rug. <laughs> that's what's happening. That's the NHL's motto for refereeing. I don't like it. It's ridiculous. But uh, I don't know. What if what if a referee or a linesman was interviewed and said something as offensive or as hot-headed as Tortorella? Would he get fined? I don't know, but I don't. I don't think they would because we don't know because one hasn't been interviewed in twenty five years. So. Yeah, but like the best we know. get is like the, the 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 former refs on TV who fill in as a segment. Yeah, like Carrie Fraser. Yeah, like that's the best you get. Is well, in my situation, this is how we did this, and this is how that. Other than that, it's just there's a room and they have discussions, and other than that, we don't hear about it. And why? It seems like in the board of directors when they meet refereeing is never a discussion it's always about rules like can the board of directors and the and the owners and gms and whatever do they have any power to pressure the nhl into reprimanding a specific referee or demanding new i don't know not new rules but new See, I accountability think, i think overall comes? they're they're happy with the refing it's just when there's isolated incidents that occur multiple times over a few years on the same ref, I think nothing's being done about it. Clearly yeah. not. So, okay. Like, this, I don't is, know. this is what's, that's what's being done. A slap yeah. on the hand. And that maybe not even that. Yeah. So anyways, um, so let's move on to the winter classic. Yeah. Slash Corey Perry suspension slash walk of shame. The walk of shame was, so let's, let's set up the winter classic first, just so people know. So, um, it was in Cotton Bowl Stadium in Dallas, Texas. Second highest attendance at an NHL game, uh, 85,650. Yeah, I'll say, as far as out- or outdoor games goes, did you watch it, yep. by the way? I thought it was awesome. It was actually a good game. It was a really good game. It was the camera angles were fine. I felt like they didn't overuse that sliding the camera sliding too, too much. Cam, yeah. They used it, but not too, too much. Yeah. Um, the audio was good. Uh, the lighting was fantastic. It was probably the best outdoor game I've ever watched. Yeah, it it was like usually the outdoor game is like kind of gimmicky and the yeah. ice is terrible and that the actual hockey is not that good. I had I had no issues with this one. And we've been really critical on outdoor games since yeah. I started this channel. Yeah. So, and of all places to have it, it was in Texas. Yeah. So you think like in terms of ice conditions and stuff, that'd probably be one of the worst places. <laughs> it ended up being probably one of my favorites that I've seen as pro. Um, so Dallas won four two. Um, next year's will be in Target Field, Minneapolis. So it's a baseball stadium next year. Yeah, Minnesota versus to be determined. Someone was saying that the capacity for that baseball field is only 35,000. 35,000. 35,000 something. So that's not counting the field. So I don't know. That's only 15,000 more than the biggest NHL arena. So I'm kind of confused why they would go to an 85,000 seating capacity college football stadium and then the next year they're going to like a 35, 40,000. Isn't that really half of the point of doing this is to make bank? See, that's what I thought. So maybe there's like, maybe there's a little bit of favor favor going towards Minnesota. Like, hey, we're going to hook you guys up. But it just seems, it seems weird to me when you could basically double your ticket revenue by having it somewhere else. Yeah. Unless people are just getting tired of the same 
places having them over and over again. Maybe, and it's not like Minnesota doesn't deserve it. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's lots of teams that haven't played in an outdoor game or Winter Classic. I think I don't think Tampa Bay's ever done it. Florida's never done it. Uh, I don't. Who else? Chicago's never done it. Yeah, <laughs> never. Chicago's done four times. I think Chicago's never gone one. <laughs> Yeah, more than two years without playing in an outdoor game. Okay, so before we get into this game, let's talk about the Minnesota game. Who they don't have an opponent right now. Correct. Who would you like to see? Who would, uh, Minnesota? Uh, if you had to ask me two years ago, I would have said Dallas, but that's not happening. No. What about Winnipeg? So, a lot of people are saying oh, Winnipeg. Yeah. That would be a really good one. Uh, they're fairly close geographically, not really, but sort of. A um, little bit of a rivalry. Are um, you are, so say they say Winnipeg? gets picked to be the team. Would you worry that next year Minnesota and Winnipeg could both be kind of crummy teams and you've got a winter classic between two teams that are almost irrelevant? Because that's what some people are worried about right now. Some people are saying that they think Winnipeg will probably be okay, but a lot of people aren't really sold on Minnesota right now. Here's the thing about Minnesota. <laughs> they're deep, but they're not at the same time. It's I can't explain. It's a really weird team to look at from the outside. They could be amazing next year. They're not firing they on all be, cylinders. They could be a total flop. They're mm-hmm. so hard to, hard to predict, kind of like uh, Philadelphia is. And I think Winnipeg will be okay, like you, like you said. But it really doesn't matter if these teams are contenders or not. It's a spectacle. It's just a yeah. It's just a, it's a thing for the local fans. And mm-hmm. I hope I get to be one of those local fans someday. And or not local fans, but one of those fans that get to go and watch one of these games in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because uh, I think the experience would be amazing, but yeah, I don't know. So if you get to go to one, would you want to go to like a warm environment like Texas or would you rather go where it's like cold and snowy and, um, cold AF? Yeah. Colder, the better, like so cold that half the people leave and I get better seats. <laughs> I don't think that would happen. Oh, uh, let me ask you this. Would you rather go to an, o- an outdoor NHL game or an international NHL game? Like a game in Sweden or Finland or something. Mm. That's a good question. I'd almost want to say international because uh, I've never been there, but I think the overall experience of an outdoor game would be unique, <laughs> more unique than an international NHL game. Just it, it depends where it was. Okay, an outdoor All game. All things created equal. I didn't have to pay for the trip. Yeah, neither trip you had to pay for. Okay, so the outdoor game is in... Let's say it's in Michigan, 105,000 people. Okay. So it's Detroit. Detroit. And let's say this is like eight years down the road in Detroit's a powerhouse. Okay. And they're playing the Rangers. Okay. And, and, and Rangers are good too. The Rangers are good too. Yeah. Okay. So, and then your other option is to go, let's say you, you're going to go watch two games. Two games internationally? Yeah. One's in Switzerland. Okay. And one's in Finland. All right. Can I pick, it's a weekend trip. Can I pick the teams? Yep. Edmonton, Calgary, and Montreal, Toronto. <laughs> okay, well, that makes that decision super <laughs> easy. Okay, let me redact that a little bit. All right. Let's say, um, let's say Nashville, Anaheim. All right. And San Jose and Tampa Bay. Versus you going Switzerland and Finland. Yep. How Ver- how long am I in? Europe. You're there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, back Monday. Oh, wow. That's a quick Europe it's trip. It's a very quick trip because all expenses paid, so they're only covering you for the... Oh. It's a day there, 
a day of hockey, travel, another day of hockey, another day, and you're back. Is it the same timeline to go to Michigan? No, Michigan's a three-day trip. Three, so you leave Friday, you're back Sunday. Wow. Uh, I'm going to say the outdoor game. Really? Yeah, because if I'm going to Switzerland or if I'm going to Finland, I'm not going to be have much time to see any of those countries. Now, what if you had the option of taking the free airfare there, Yeah. but you decide, hey, I'm going to stay on my own time and I'm going to fly back on my own? Yeah, that's exactly what I do. Yeah. 100%. And then you take that over the yep. outdoor game. I take a two-week vacation out there and, <laughs> yeah, and so enjoy I, Switzerland and Finland. If someone's going to pay one way and I don't have to pay one way to get back, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into the Corey's Perry suspension. We got, I don't know how we, we got uh, super off topic there, but no clue. Um, so two minutes and 47 seconds into the game or something like that. Really dumb play. Yeah. So Ryan Ellis is, he's kind of lined up on the blue line. He's taking a shot and Perry's coming at him directly across the blue line. Sticks his elbow. I don't know how many times we've seen this. Elbow <sighs> just goes out and it's just a drive by elbowing. Hits yes. him in the face. Down he goes. Ryan Ellis isn't a very tall guy. No. So he's already fairly low. But why do players have to stick their elbow I like that? I don't know. And it's like a chicken wing. Like, it's not like you're you're trying to put your shoulder. Like, I could see if you're putting, like, your muscles part of your arm. What's, what's this called? Your bicep? Yeah. I could see if you put that into them. But this is like, you're going like that. It's yeah. Like, it's I like don't... you're trying to do the old fart sounds under the armpit. Like, you, you got your elbow sticking straight out at them. I think a lot of young players... If they made that mistake, I'd be like, welcome to the NHL. You can't do that. Corey Perry has been in the NHL, I believe, since like 2003 or four. a.k.a. he's a veteran. He's a veteran. He knows way better than to do this. And are you really going to pull that stunt in an outdoor game that you've been looking forward to all year? And like, yeah, the outdoor game is a real game. Like, there's points on the line, right? But... You're not going there to raise hell. Yes, exactly. It is a spectacle event. Like, yeah, you want to win, but like your families get to skate on the ice and like, it's just, it's just a, it's a spectacle. Like that's the only word I got for it. Like, why would you do that three minutes into the game? I really like Corey Perry too. So I was very disappointed that he did that. And then, so they throw him out and he has to leave the ice and he's doing this huge walk of shame. It's like. Russell Mania, like, or something. It's like this. Yeah. He's just walking for like <laughs> two minutes in the open, like where the where the football field is. Yeah, that was brutal. Yeah. Like, how embarrassing would that be to go into this game and three minutes out, you're doing a walk of shame in front of the hometown? Like, see yeah. ya. It's like the Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble when they get knocked out of the ring. <laughs> yeah, just have to leave. But I mean, the whole play is stopped, and literally everyone in that arena is just staring at you leaving. Super awkward. Yeah. Did you see the video that someone made on Twitter? And they put the soundtrack to yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Super funny. So Ellis was taken out of the game too. Yes. And didn't come back. So. Yeah. I mean, that's really unfortunate. And that's probably some of the reason that uh, Corey Perry got injured or Corey Perry got fi- uh, fined technically 40000 in salary yep. and five games. Uh, it's it, kind of crazy. That it's his third suspension. Like five games. Look at some of the stuff that's happened recently in the past two years. And you think. Okay, that's probably four or five games, and they get one or two, or that's so, not that's not a suspension, and they get three. Like what? I don't want to backtrack here a little bit, but you can like, you can spit on a guy and get suspended. We talked about that, right? You can. You can. You can. I can't think of an example, but you can hurt a guy or do a dirty play, 
not get suspended, but get fined like a couple thousand bucks. Yes. So let's say I, I don't know. Let's say I knee on knee you and it's not bad enough to suspend me, but it's kind of dirty, kind of, okay, kind of dirty. And they issue me a fine. All right. Is it worse for me to do that? Or is it worse for John Tortorella to get suspended $20,000 to tell the refs in the league how they screwed up? Yeah. When you got a guy that's actually hurting players and getting yeah. fined a tenth of the amount. I know. It's crazy. Now, the same with the spitting. This many games for a spit, this many games for checking from behind. <laughs> and it's way less. Yeah. The, f- the fine against Tortorella, is, was that number based on his salary? Is it a percentage of his salary or is it? I don't a- know, but I know if he gets another one this year, it goes up to 25000 so his first fine's twenty thousand, and the next one's twenty five. That's not much of a maybe. Increase. It's like a rolling total of how many fines he's earned oh, since maybe. he's been in. I don't know how it works. I honestly don't know. Huh. And clearly, this is a guy that doesn't really have a filter, so yeah. I can see him having a few on record already. But it's like a swear jar. Yeah, but I don't know. I didn't mean to get off topic that way. But no, just, it's all good. sometimes it doesn't make sense when fines and suspensions are issued. Hmm. Um. So we should go back and talk about Jim Montgomery. Um. Yeah, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, and we had T Park do a clip for us on yes. that podcast. And he said that he, from where he was, like he lives in Texas. He said he was hearing it was alcohol related. Yeah. And it turns out it looks like he was right. Yeah. News broke, uh, was it yesterday? Or the day before? Couple day, two days before. Yeah. Uh, he said he's receiving professional help for alcohol abuse. Um, when he was fired last month for inappropriate conduct. So two and two together. sounds like, sounds like this is why, um, he mm. didn't say that, um, he didn't say why he got fired, but he did say it was the appropriate call. So yeah. Obviously, he was disappointed he got fired, but he agreed with it and said this was the right call to make. Which likely isn't said very often no. by coaches who get fired. Yeah. So uh, good on him for doing that and good on him for publicly saying some of the things they did here in these quotes and and doing what he needs to do to get better. I mean, that's, that takes super courage mm-hmm. to do that so so he said this is his quote he said the team's decision to end my role forced me to look into the mirror and decide whether i wanted to continue living a damaging lifestyle or get help i decided to get help uh, he went on to say today with the unconditional support of my wife and family and many close friends i took another step forward by admitting myself into an inpatient residential program which i found interesting actually mm. where i intend to take the steps to better to be a better husband father friend coach and mentor one day at a time. So he's not just like when I first read the, like when I first heard the news, I didn't really read it. I just heard it. I thought like he was going to like meetings to get help. That's what I thought. Like he, he's checked in. He's literally living somewhere. Yeah. He's checked in. So he is, this is serious. Like he's obviously, yeah. he's not doing it for show. Like he's not living at home right now. He's checked himself into a exactly. facility. So pretty serious. Very serious. And, uh, I mean, I, I mean that's such I can't I can't imagine having to do that to do that in general, but having to do that, and now there's millions of people knowing that you're doing that. That's got to feel real bad. So mm. I can't imagine what he's going through. Yeah, I feel bad for him, but I hope he gets the uh, help he deserves. It's like we said, it kind of sucks that it's right out in the public and everybody knows. Yeah, it is unfortunate. Okay, um, we hate on the Leafs a lot. Sorry, we do. I'm just gonna say this real quick. It's ridiculous that we know this about Jim Montgomery and we can't talk about the refs. <laughs> yes, I was just Anyways. thinking that and I was like, I don't want to backtrack again, <laughs> but you're 100% right. Okay. Good. Okay. So we hate on the Leafs a lot. Yes. We've got to give them some love. Oh, man. It's, they've gone. And all it took was play your good players more. Yeah. 
Good don't players. play, don't play, yeah, good players. Don't play your fourth line you have that there. Uh, oh, this is weak. So we have a soundboard. Um, yeah. We tried hooking it up. We're having some technical problems. For some reason, we have a clip where, <laughs> I think, who is it again? It's, uh, what's his name? It's this one. Yeah. It's Wes McCauley. So we got Wes McCauley saying the microphone's not working. And then when we plug it into our soundboard, you can't hear them. Yeah, the All mi- you hear is the crowd. The mixer, for some reason, isn't using both lines or it's not. It's only using left or and it's not using right or something. I, I don't know what or the problem Or it's like filtering is. out something. Like It doesn't yeah. make sense. You can't hear them at all. All you hear is the crowd. Yeah, so I... I, I so we'll look I, into that. I have it here. I wanted to use it for this podcast, but I, we can't get it working. So we'll, we'll fix that and get it going. But anyways, back to the thing. I, yes, I do have it. Really good players. Really good players. So, all, so you, you know, play your really good players more. So... Obviously, the the decision to replace um, Mike Babcock with Sheldon Keefe has been crazy. Oh yeah, um, they're fifteen four and one in his his first twenty games as head coach, and quite predictably too. I mean, Tampa and 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 the Maple Leafs were so far down that it was very it was laughable. It was it was laughable. It's like, hey, this isn't this isn't actually reality. Like this is going to change, and it did for both teams. And yeah, I mean, good on the Leafs for going back to where people thought that they should be. Yeah. And I mean, they're not really that far behind to Boston. And that's the problem. Everyone was saying how <laughs> Boston was gone. You're playing for second and third in wild cards now. Boston's been... Has they're been only crap. six points behind Boston now. Yeah. They're tied with wins. They have the same amount of wins as Boston. Boston has been as bad in this, basically the same run as, as Toronto the has been, been good. good. Yeah. And Lightning's playing well too. Yes. They're just behind them. They've got three games at hand still. It is... Extremely possible that Boston could move to third in the Atlantic. And Tampa could get first, and we have another Leafs-Boston first-round playoff. (laughs) Make it stop. Although, I think if I was a betting man with this coach, I'd be putting my money on Toronto in the playoffs this time. I have a feeling Toronto's going to win a playoff series. Yeah. So... We, we, like I just said, we hate on Toronto a lot. I got to give love where love's due. They're playing freaking awesome right now. Um, okay, oh, so yeah. you asked about this. We meant to talk about this, I think, two podcasts ago, or maybe one. Yes, so there was a, yeah, I think it was two weeks ago. So two weeks ago, Boston was playing Washington, and um, Dmitry Olov had the puck. He was going in behind his own net, and David Krejci hauled him down. So the ref's arm goes up, and then Dmitry Olov, as he's going down, he means to pass it to uh, Radko Gudis, but it doesn't go anywhere near Radko Gudis. It goes to Ilya Samsonov's yes. skates and goes in the net. Uh, yes. <laughs> so I'm like, heck yeah, that's a freaking Boston goal. Like, we didn't touch the puck. It was, a, yeah, it was a delayed penalty. The whistle goes when Boston has possession. And then the puck goes in the net. And then the ref puts his arms out sideways saying no goal. And I'm like, what the frick is that? That's a goal. Like, we never, <laughs> yeah. Like, they put it in their own net. Like, just because you get your hand up doesn't mean the goal doesn't count. Yeah. So it was under review for a while, like minutes and minutes and minutes. And I was just like, okay, what? So anyway, the the goal didn't count, and the reason it didn't count was because the ref said he blew the whistle dead. But how do you blow the whistle dead when Boston doesn't ever touch the puck? I know it doesn't like if that happened, regardless if there's a penalty on the ends or not, that's a goal. It should be a goal. Like, and I believe did Boston lose that game? No, no Boston they, they won. won. They smoked that game. I think it was five yeah, nothing. Or so whatever. they won regardless. But so in the end, it didn't matter. Still. But that got me thinking. Like, hey, do you not actually get a goal? Yeah. If the if the if the ref has his arm up, can you not get a goal if the other person shoots it in their own net? Like, it's such a I don't I've ne- I don't think I've ever seen that before. It's in my the life. it's the first time I've ever seen it. So they're gonna have to 
bring in a new rule or something or adjust something. I don't know. That so be officially, they said the reason was because he blew it dead. But incorrect call. It was definitely incorrect call. Yeah. Um. Uh, sticking on the thing of goalies, I don't see it down here, but I I did talk to you about it today. The Mackenzie Blackwood thing from oh, last okay. night. I did. When I first saw that, I'm like, this is no goal. Like, that's clearly goaltender interference. And the more that I looked at it in the replay, and I think you can you agree with me because you was kind not. of already told me. I said I was down this with This is it. not goaltender interference. He, okay. Uh, I, I should have wrote this down because the the rule it, it nails this. this The actual text in the rule book explains this situation perfectly. Yeah. It just basically says if the goalie leaves his crease and he was behind the net. Yep. And as long as that player's not trying to directly contact con- contact him, yeah, the goal's good. And he wasn't because it was Matt Calvert, and he tried to jump over. And the, the goalie was Blackwood. Yeah, he was backing up. Yeah. Like he literally slid sideways, and his skate stuck out so that he got tripped over. Yeah, like I'm okay with this call. So, so some of the fans online were were pissed, obviously, and they said like, "What's our goalie supposed to do? Just sit there? I mean, he can't fight to get back to his crease." And I'm like, "Well." If he leaves his crease, that's the risk he takes. I think goalies should be able to be hit if they leave their crease. Hundred percent. Like, look at all the gear they've got on. Yeah, bring it on. So, yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. When I but I when I first saw it, I was pissed. I'm like, how is that not goal? Yeah, see, I appearance? just seen the replay, and then right away on the replay, I said, I don't have an. I was like, I, I don't think I have an issue with this because I thought you were on the opposite fence. I thought you were I like that shouldn't have counted. And I was like, well, <laughs> actually, I don't really see anything wrong with this. Like, mm. he did hit him. It just wasn't. He was. He, you could see he was. He was kind of turned his torso sideways, and he was trying to avoid it, but he was backing into him. So, mm, yeah, incidental conduct or contact. Yeah. Uh, also, that happened in the same night. The headbutt goal. Yes, it wasn't. <laughs> and that I do you remember who the player was? Smith, I don't remember. Maybe. I remember reading after he's like, I didn't even know that you couldn't do that. <laughs> so like the pucks. <laughs> it was a weird shot though. So the shot goes up, and I don't know if it hits the crossbar or the goalie. But it goes straight up in the it's air. It's in the air forever. Like, literally straight up. So everyone's, like, looking at it. And then as it comes down, he just, like, jumps up and headbutts it in, which was amazing. And they're, like, <laughs> everybody's laughing. And I'm, like, why is everybody laughing? And then when they see the replay, they're, like, okay, I understand now. Yeah. Uh, the ref's, like, you can't do that. Like, just laughing at the kid. Can't do that. Can't do that. Um, I'll jump to the trades real quick. Yeah, jump to the trades. So not very much. But uh, Buffalo acquires uh, forward Michael Froelich from Calgary for 2024th. Uh, Montreal traded defenseman Mike Riley to Ottawa for forward Andrew Schultz in a 2021 fifth. Do you have any comments about that since you're a Montreal um, fan? Not really. Uh, I think it was, I, I think Bergevin is grasping at straws now. Like, there's so many injuries on the team and he's just trying to to move some things around and in the next trade when Scandella comes in, he's got to make some decisions and Riley was unfortunately the on the wrong end of that decision. So he's he's out. Scandella is in. And, uh, I mean, they take on more cap, but they get a little bit more experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when you're giving fourth and fifths, you're not really losing on a whole No. Lot. And Scandella's contract is fairly reasonable. And then Montreal also picks up Kovalchuk, uh, who has not played yet, but league minimum 700000 So did you hear no- did you hear the story about Kovalchuk? No, I actually didn't. I don't know why he signed in Montreal. Okay. I think it's a no risk move. I it's, it's I so would, smart. Like Montreal. I wouldn't do it because I I don't think he's gonna really do a whole lot. But for seven hundred thousand, it's, it's a no brainer, right? No brainer for Montreal. So I believe I didn't write this down, so I could be wrong. I hope I'm not. So I think Kovalchuk's number is seventeen. It is, and someone on Montreal already has seventeen. Kulak. So did you hear about that? 
he bought him a Rolex in order to give his number up. So he's giving his number up so Kovalchuk can wear 17. I didn't know he was, he was giving his number up. I just thought he was doing it because he was a nice no, guy. No, he bought him a Rolex I and didn't asked know for it. Rolex he was said, involved. He said, you give me your number, I'll buy you a Rolex. And the, he goes, yep, I'll do that. So now That's he's getting a, a Rolex. That is amazing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, good on Kulak for doing that. But I don't know why. Did did Kovalchuk say why he signed in Montreal? I think he did. I just didn't read the article. I, I just no. don't, I don't know why he signed in Montreal. Maybe no one else wanted him. Well, I might as well go to Montreal. Yeah, but Montreal is kind of like Toronto, man. That's a heated market. Like, if you don't perform, you're going to hear about it. Nah, Montreal's not performing anyway, so yeah. they're all hearing about it. Um, so that's pretty much all I had. That's pretty much all I have. Yeah, all you have, yeah. I have something I want to read. Is that okay? I guess so. This was a letter that was sent in that I forgot to include in the last mail time. I knew I had it. I just couldn't find it in PEI. And about five minutes after I get done filming the mail time, guess what I found? The letter. So I want to read it now because it's important to... Uh, important that we do this so this was sent in by christian and here's what he has to say i think you're gonna like this dear post to post you are my favorite youtubers i watch you every day the boston bruins are my favorite team and my favorite nhl players are nathan mckinnon marc-andre fleury and david pasternak those my, are three solid choices heck yeah my top five favorite teams are boston bruins arizona coyotes san jose sharks columbus blue jackets and winnipeg jets my peewee hockey team has uh, a tournament in lake placid in late october <laughs> As in last year, this I've had this letter for a while. Um, <laughs> I hope you have a good, a good year, wow. and you should have one million subscribers, in my opinion. Sincerely, Christian. Thank you, Christian. So, Christian, thanks for the kind words. I appreciate that. Um, it, I'm sorry that it's taken so long to uh, read your letter. We did not receive a lot of mail, basically, from the summer to Christmas. We've only received, like, three things. So, um, I was saving your letter to do it in the next mail time, and then we got those two packages from Sweden, and uh, I couldn't find your letter, but I found it, and I wanted to still read it for everyone to, to hear. So uh, if you guys are interested in send, sending us a letter, you can send it to the P.O. Box in the description down below on the YouTube channel. I do not have the P.O. Box listed in the podcast description that goes out. But if you have time and you want to send us a letter and tell us tell us your story and who you are and stuff, uh, head on over to the YouTube channel and go down into any recent video's description, and the P.O. Box will be down there. I don't know it off the top of my head, unfortunately. And the P.O. Box is still in PEI. It's still in PEI, yeah. I like to do all the mail times with uh, yeah. Brent yep. uh, when I visit PEI, which is probably going to be once a month or once every two months. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Okay, so the next mail time should be in a month and a half-ish. Yeah. Like that, maybe. So I went over to your house yesterday? Uh, yeah, I was there yesterday, right? Or was it Friday? Day before? I don't even know. I don't remember. That was Friday. Yeah, Friday. So in Neil's room that he films his videos, Heck yeah. he's got a big calendar. I do have a big so calendar. So I was looking at this calendar, and it's like, you know, it's yay big. It's one of those it's big, like a, yeah, it's, it's like, like one of those calendar. huge desk calendars. And then there's like tons of stuff written on it. I was like, man, what is this? So I go over and look at it. It's like all the videos he plans on releasing for every day. And there wasn't a day that was empty. And many of those days had multiple videos. So there's lots to look forward to. People. Yeah, I think there was like 41 videos for January. What's today? The 5th? Today is the 5th. The 5th, yeah. So I have everything planned out. Uh, I filmed nine videos last night. <laughs> wow. Uh, I want. I need to do the Jersey giveaway, giveaway video. So August. What comes after August? September. <laughs> October, November, December. The August one's going to release tomorrow, and then the following Monday is going to do be September, and so on, until I'm caught up. And, <laughs> you get a little uh, bit of catching up to do. Yeah, I I unboxed two 
All right, I did two videos. Each was an unboxing video of some cards, some NHL cards, the 2004 sweater edition, and uh, 2011-2012 prospects box. Wow. Prospects and Heroes box. That'd be kind of cool, actually. I don't want to ruin it, but I won't tell you who who it is. I got three signature cards and three jersey cards in that Ooh, box. Ooh, that's a haul. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, what else did I do? I'm trying to get GeoGuessr going. I'm trying to release a GeoGuessr thing tomorrow, but I haven't filmed it yet because I can't get it to work because I need to pay for it. And I don't know. So I have it written down for tomorrow, but I might I might delay it. But we'll see. Uh, what else? Some more. The Yum Box thing, which mm -hmm. will release on the second channel today, actually. By the time you guys hear this, it'll all already be released. It's an internet, it's called Universal Yum Bo Yum's Box. It's a monthly box about food. So I unbox that and I try all the international food that's inside. And <laughs> right before we did this podcast, he made me try them. Yeah. So I made Jason try it too. And that video will come out later this week, probably on Friday ish. Um, so yeah, there's lots of stuff written down at least for me to do. <laughs> yep. And I've got nine videos filmed. Or actually, I've got, I filmed nine last night. I had one pre-filmed, so I think I have ten to release. I still have four or five Canadians tricep videos to release <laughs> from forever ago. From forever ago, yeah. Uh, I still have a card unboxing video with Kale that we filmed in Ju June Jeez. that I haven't released or edited yet. Uh, yeah. So there, I mean, there's going to be lots to come. I'm I'm pretty excited and I'm in a bit of a groove now and. Yeah, like like where things are going. So, right on. Yeah, thanks for helping or doing all of the work with the lower thirds yesterday. And everything. Oh, like I said, not hundred percent happy with them yet, because you want them to be fluid, right? This is what I kept telling you. There always has to be something just a little bit going on, and there's yeah. right now there's too much of a pause. I don't like, not to get too technical, but we we wanted to have them have like a transparent white background where the name pops up mm. and for some reason when you import them into premiere the white turns gray and it doesn't look good so that's why we have to go with solid white for now i don't know if i can export them as something else if it will change that but mm. i'm not sure i don't know enough about it no i don't really either i just don't know why it's not white and it's gray must, must have something to do with the gopro codec that it's using or the quicktime gopro cinema whatever mm. it is but yeah Anyway, so I mean, the hard part's basically done. Yep. Um, so still got to figure something out for this podcast, but. <laughs> what do you mean? For editing it, because I don't have a banner or anything. So I might just have to oh. do. This. For this one here, we might just have to do something real quick just to get it out. Yeah, we're going to use the old banner for this one. Yeah. And then next week, we'll have more time to have something ready. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's the baby steps. There's the little things that need to happen. We still need to figure out if we're doing anything with the front of the desk. Uh, I have all the names now for the for the plaque everyone who, who contributed so thank you so much i think there's 37 names total cool uh so we got 37 names put on a plaque and that's going to go on this desk so we can see it every every single time and uh yeah i don't think i have any other updates nope we're good nothing else all right um yeah thanks guys for listening watching i really appreciate it i uh, hope you're having a good day hope you enjoyed that uh world journey game regardless of the country that you are in or the, the teams that you're or the country that you're cheering for uh it was a pretty interesting game pretty controversial game i guess um but it was a good game to watch so um yeah hope you enjoyed it and i hope you enjoyed watching this or listening to it uh, we really appreciate you and we'll catch you next week in podcasts 96 am i here 96, next week yep. am i here next week yeah it's the following it's the one following week following week after this weekend we're gonna have a have any release. yeah so i'll see you we'll see you next week in podcast number 96 adios <laughs>